What's up, guys? You ready for season five? Well, we sure should aren't. We're getting there. There's a little bit more planning this year than normal, so let's hope for the best. Yeah, a little bit's more than usual. We're actually recording on time. Now, if I can just edit it on time, we'll be starting this year off great. <laughs> but before we started the new season, we wanted to talk about a couple of things we saw recently. First of all was the Evil Dead Rise trailer. Yeah, yeah. Both the Green Band and Red Band trailers are out there on YouTube, and they are completely different in different tones, I feel like, and kind of grab different parts of the Evil Dead franchise, like the remake versus the original. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I don't know which one I watched, but it was whichever one you sent me was the only one I watched, and it definitely, the look, the feel, it feels, it it's, has nothing to do with them, but it feels like Fetty, and I'm okay <laughs> with that. <laughs> so I actually sent you guys both back-to-back, -back, so you might have just saw the second one. Was there a cheese grater involved? Not that I remember. You saw the green band one, which some people prefer? Okay. The red band trailer will probably make you slightly uncomfortable while you're watching it. Fuck yeah. So uh, I'll show that to you later. But you guys <laughs> definitely check it out. It really looks and feels like Evil Dead. I was a little worried with it not being a reboot, not being a sequel to Fetty's movie, with it actually being Evil Dead 4 and coming after Army of Darkness and in that continuity. But I saw something interesting from the director he said, if you notice in Army of Darkness, there was three versions of the Necronomicon, yeah. and he has to take the right one, and Raimi used one book, Fetty used the other, and I have the third. Oh, uh, okay. Continuity. So, yeah, so technically they can all be in the same world, which would be interesting to see it all come together. I don't know if Jane Levy would ever do any Evil Dead stuff after Fetty did her wrong on Don't Breathe 2, though, so... Uh. There's that. I will say that uh, seeing the trailer, I'm less pissed about it being pulled at uh, Halloween Horror Nights due to it being delayed. So I'm, I'm less angry now because I saw it and I'm like, oh shit, I actually want to see this. So right. I'm less mad now. I mean, it looked like a scary ass, creepy Evil Dead movie. My only concern was how were they going to get the Necronomicon? How is it going to make sense? But if it's a different book found from a different dig site, I'm all fucking for it. There we go. We've got her in. <laughs> but other than that, the only big thing we've done recently together is me and uh, my seven-year-old daughter <laughs> went and met Josh and his wife at the movie theater and saw Megan opening weekend. Yup. And I mainly went because my daughter wanted to go see it, and it was a new horror movie. I knew it was a Blumhouse Atomic Monster like joint effort. I didn't realize the screenplay writer of Malignant was the screenplay writer. <laughs> and you can definitely tell James Wan was the producer. Oh, yeah. That was like a hands-on producer type job, I feel like. And, you know, PG-13 horror movies have sucked for 20 years with the few exceptions. And a couple of those exceptions are James Wan movies. <laughs> but they didn't suck when we were kids. No. Like 80s era PG-13 horror movies, the beginning of PG-13 release, it was a little looser, but those were fun and enjoyable and they were good rides and they were openly available. And I know people that hate horror that watched and love those movies. And I felt like they did that with Megan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've already seen, we all knew it was going to pop up and that was, you know, the looper video of, oh, the unrated version when it comes, blah, right. blah, 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 blah. And I had some trepidation there. I even said something to the wife. I was like, ah, this might be one that I don't even want to see the PG-13 version of right. because of all that. And uh, like you said, it's our first toe in the water of what will it be like with uh, 
Jason Blum and James Wan working together right. with their production outfits, but the movie was actually good. Like the shit that I've learned to appreciate in depth in films with this from the whole parenting angle. And I, this is, I don't know if this was meant to be a whole spoiler thing. So I'm trying to be careful. It's too new to spoil. So let's be careful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. But there's a lot of depth. It's not, wasn't just a scary doll movie. And, uh, Oh my God. Like the, the amount of camp that right. it, it self-awareness that surprised. Right. Right. That's the best way for me to put it. And, and the trailer did the whole parents died, ants taken in girls. So you're not really spoiling anything there. I was really surprised coming out because one of the first things Josh said to me was the ant becoming the parent angle, like really sold it for him. And that's, that's pretty profound for Josh to say. <laughs> uh, but I was worried how it wasn't going to feel like child's play, especially the reboot. Yeah. Never once did it feel like I was watching a Chucky movie yeah. or Annabelle. <laughs> it did it its own thing. It had awesome kill setups and did perfectly edited cutaways to leave it to the imagination, which sometimes makes it more fucked up than what you would have seen and help them keep the PG 13 rating and made it where my daughter, who was honestly probably still too young to be in there, but she loved it. She didn't have any bad dreams. She gets scared by her shadow sometimes. And (laughs) she's still watching Lots of things on YouTube about it. So the the theme song that she dances to, my daughter's like learned the whole dance. She does it on repeat all the time. There's a YouTuber that was Megan's voice. She follows her. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I don't want to go too far into this movie because I'm sure we'll cover it at some point. But it, it was just great. It surprised me way better than I thought it was going to be. I see how it's got that high Rotten Tomato score because it is easily approachable to anyone. I feel like wasn't bored a single time. Pacing was great. And... I don't know. It had that James Wan spark. He didn't direct the fucking thing, but he was there. Like, yeah. Anytime it started to get a little too dark or too heavy, and Megan would randomly break into a pop hit. <laughs> that's James Wan levity there. I feel like, dude. Yes, on the one hand, but on the other hand, once you, it's like, oh, and there's that breath, and then you, you're like, oh fuck, she's she's gonna sing right now, and then you're like, this is more creepy. Right, <laughs> right. So, if you guys haven't yet, go see Megan. The writer said they will probably release a super gory unrated cut when it comes out. That's the one we'll cover. Right. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. It might take away from the movie, though. I don't know. Because they designed around this, but they still shot it just in case. So if if you don't make it to see it until it's out on streaming and both options are available, definitely give the PG-13 a shot. Yep, yep. But that's it for anything we want to cover that's not going to be covered on the actual season premiere we're about to record. But we did want to talk about the new season for you guys because you're going to get this in a couple of days and you should get the episode shortly thereafter. And boy, are we excited for this one. Oh, yeah. These movies have been on the wait list since day one. And we're both super into them and probably have way too much detail into them. But you guys are going to like this one and we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. Hey, and they're PG-13 approachable 80s movies. Hey, and my kids actually saw both of them. And to give you guys just a little hint about the season premiere, it's going to be called They Came From Outer Space. And just a little preview of some things that we have coming for you this season in no particular order and not totally inclusive of everything. But we're going to do Horror Musicals 2. Yeah. The Babysitter franchise. Yeah. Friday the 13th franchise. Mostly. Mostly. (laughs) On a Friday the 13th, but this Friday the 13th, which was two days ago for us, was a little too close. 
I'm not I'm not happy on this name yet, but superheroes gone wrong because <laughs> I got to cover Brightburn, the Zombieland franchise. Guess the Terrifier franchise. Fuck yeah! And we've been talking about doing Andre Overdahl, so we're going to try to throw him in this year as well. And much more to come after that. But you guys will just have to tune in for the premiere to see who's coming from outer space.